Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens. But you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Hello. We here at Trent Chat have exclusive audio of liberals from around the country responding to everything that was going on with the Supreme Court on June the 27th, 2018. Let's listen in. Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. And welcome. Welcome to another episode of Trend Chat. I'm your host, Brian Bledsoe. And then if you want to connect with us, whether we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, it's all the same name, Trend Chat 24-7. So, yeah, that, yeah, that was exclusive audio. I'm pretty sure it's pretty accurate. Um, I, I mean, I can't say it was, you know, exactly what happened, but it, uh, I think it was pretty close to what I saw on Twitter and on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, even Snapchat. So, yeah, it, it was pretty much like that. I mean, it. <laughs> I must say, it, it was, <laughs> it was a hilarious day. I will, I will say that yesterday on on wednesday and <laughs> oh I, I tell you i posted a picture of you know of myself with you know the flag and we the people had and all that and and um i must say the whole day in just watching and listening to liberals just lose their mind <laughs> over what happened yesterday with 
Not not only with the decision with the five four decision to uh, to basically end private sector union mandatory fees. Let's put it that way. And then after that, Justice Anthony Kennedy announced that he was going to retire. Which, if you don't know who he is, basically, so whenever you hear any any Supreme Court decision of note that get any sort of news coverage nine times out of ten whenever it's it gets any sort of coverage it it tends to be a five four decision and justice kennedy has has been basically labeled the swing vote on most of these cases because you know i guess he kind of he kind of goes both ways if you want to say or well a moderate i guess that's a better way of putting it out making sound dirty but um but yeah so so he was he was that guy that you never knew where he went on a particular case or whatnot. And so, you know, a lot of liberals and Democrats, they may not agree 100 percent with with Justice Kennedy, but they were like, well, at least we have a, you know, have a chance, a shot. <laughs> but now seeing that he's leaving and also let's not forget Justice um uh, Ginsburg is even older than Justice Kennedy and she's still in. And so who, you know, who knows how long she will be in as well. So there, like I said, just watching Twitter, Facebook, and just hearing some of the things and watching some of the clips uh, of some of these progressives just losing their minds I saw some people saying, you know, well, one thing I hope that happens. They're already saying Roe Roe versus Wade is going to be is going to be done. Like they're already going that far. They don't even know who's going to be nominated yet. They just already went there, and which, hey, you know, we talked about outrage with Derek Hunter last week, and this was a prime example of outrage at its. Uh, no, you know what? I'm not gonna say it at its apex because it's not. I'm pretty sure it can get worse. And, but yeah, this was an ex- example of uh, just outrage and just, just fawning and just, <laughs> and it just can't hold it together. And just, I mean, I was seeing people talking about they was in tears and like, I, I don't, I came across this one tweet saying that. Uh, should we just go ahead and size up for our Nazi uniforms or go to death camps? I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, man, these people, man, they just have lost it. Cotton picking mind. And I use that in, I, I meant to use that because uh, that got somebody in trouble for using that, that term, but they just lost their ever loving mind <laughs> from just because Justice Kennedy retired. And like I said, you don't even know who President Trump is going to pick. It's just funny, I guess, for for them, because in their mind, President Trump is just the most evil person of all time that they just feel like he's going to nominate the most evil person that he could think of or whatever, which and for one, it's just so hyperbolic and so out there. But um. But that's what they think, and that's what they keep pushing on the media, on the news media, entertainment media, all the way. You know, all the liberals are just they like they love just calling him a Nazi and Hitler and whatever, and they just 
can't, just can't fathom what's going to happen next. Like people are posting about fearing for their lives and all, all of this just because of what happened today. And now look, I don't know who he's going to nominate. He has a good list and he said he was going to go from that list to make his next nomination, which I don't look, I don't know everybody that's on that list. I, I know personally my first pick is Don Willett. Um, the justice in Texas. I should have actually got that (laughs) the whole, uh, title, but I, I didn't, um, you, you know, this, you know, how it is on here i'm just really i don't really have scripts i'm just kind of talking off top of my head but there's two people in particular like like i said don willett and the other one is on thomas lee um i've just i've heard from him recently on some um actually on uh on a heritage uh foundation podcast which if i haven't mentioned and i haven't we're gonna have rob bluey on he is the editor-in-chief of the daily signal and the uh, the vice president of communications with the heritage foundation. We will have him on later on today and to talk about Facebook's, you know, I guess involvement in bringing in their heritage foundation to, to look over, you know, the site over, I guess the bias that I will say is real amongst conservatives. And so Facebook brought in, um, not only just Heritage Foundation, which we'll talk about in the interview, but I'm just talking with him because just to see where they're at as far as what's been going on with their political bias review of 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 Facebook. So yeah, so like I said, we'll we'll talk with him later on. And like I like I said, I heard from Thomas Lee in a um on a Heritage Foundation podcast uh, called Scotus One Hundred and One, and I really liked what he had to say in, in his uh, interview on that podcast. And, and well, if you haven't noticed, well, Thomas Lee is the brother of Senator Mike Lee. And he is an uh, associate Supreme Court justice in Utah. Thomas Lee is. And so he's also on the list of President Trump's um, nominees as well. And so those are only two off the top of my head that I that I kind of want to I mean, for me, if I would pick from one of those two, but I think there's like maybe 10 to 12 on the list. And so, like I said, they don't even know who's going to be picked. So anyway, yeah. So I, you know, I took a picture of myself, you know, with my Chick-fil-A because I felt like it was more, it was appropriate to have Chick-fil-A on this particular day because not only are they just, the left is just losing their mind, but I mean the fact of eating Chick Fil A, they have oh, because you know because what Chick Fil A is like the devil's chicken to them. <laughs> so I mean, so I feel like I really want some Chick Fil A today. <laughs> so um, it's it, it was as someone um commented on my picture, it was a Chick Fil A kind of day. <laughs> it, it was a celebration, you know, and I'm taking. You know, as much fun out of this as I can, because, you know, there's a t- there's going to be a time we're not going to be laughing. It's not going to be fun. There's going to be things that 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 go down and that we're going to be on the other end of this. So I'm going to laugh while I can. 
because I'm pretty sure something's going to happen where, you know, it's not going to be fun and they're going to be on the other side. They'll probably be laughing or whatever about. So whatever. So they have their fun. I'm going to have mine now. (laughs) And so, um, but, but yeah, I, it was funny because when I first started that, you just don't know how many times I had to redo this beginning, <laughs> this little intro that I did, because I don't know. I'm the type of person that laughs at had their own jokes. I mean, who else is going to laugh at them? I mean, just me talking on over here. I mean, I don't have a studio audience <laughs> on the other end, but I, once I started saying it, I had to stop myself because I started laughing, <laughs> trying to keep a straight face, trying to say the beginning of it. it. Just It was just a couple of words, but I just kept laughing, giggling to myself. Mainly because I've been laughing all day, <laughs> um, but but anyway, there's um there's been a number of things that, that has gone on. I mean, for one, the Supreme Court has had a number of decisions, not just today. They've had some some yesterday, and I mean they ain't all been good either. I, the whole with the the internet tax decision, you know. Uh, I didn't agree with that, but they they decided that states can now um, can uh, get taxes, you know, from internet well, internet tax from you know any website, even if they don't have a physical location in that state. So I'm pretty sure I'm I pretty yeah I'm pretty sure I, I kind of botched that as far as explaining that. That's what you get for trying to explain something right off the top of your head when you haven't even thought about it until it came out your mouth, Brian. That's that's what happens. But um, hopefully we will have someone next week to actually talk about some of these Supreme Court cases. And it will sound a little more smart. Even that didn't sound right. It sounds well, smarter. <laughs> yeah, I need to quit doing this. I need to quit. I need to just go ahead and go for what I was supposed to be talking about. And just talk about that. Quit deviating off and see you start going on these little tangents. And now you're talking to yourself. I mean, you're always talking to yourself. Why? Anyway, let's get. All right, look. <laughs> like I said, see, this whole day has kind of made me a little delirious, I guess, because it, <laughs> it's been. Yeah, I've been posting stuff and it's been. It, yeah. But honestly, I guess I want to kind of bring it down to a little bit of a summer note because maybe people didn't. Um, hear about this especially if you've been you know on like political twitter (laughs) political um issues today it's been all about the supreme court but something else i saw today is that joe jackson died of um today at uh, at 89 he died today and the the patriarch of the famous jackson family Uh, you know michael jackson janet jackson jackson five and so, yeah, so he died today and, and yeah, so, you know, not, I mean, I'm not going to go much in, into about Joe Jackson. Really. I don't know, really know that much other than he was, you know, heard some things about how he raised them and how strict he was and, and that, Hey, you know, the man's dead now. So I'm not even going to get into that now. Um, but yeah, so I saw that kind of just in case i don't know maybe you didn't haven't heard about it and so i just want wanted to bring that up now like i said we're going to talk with rob bluey because i want to make sure we give him enough time to so we can you know have play the interview and 
you know, I remember last week when I, which not not on last week, this pretty much happens every week after, you know, the, the last episode, I'm kind of wondering what I'm going to talk about next week. <laughs> and, oh, thank you, Supreme Court. Thank you, liberals, for losing your mind. Because <laughs> that, oh, man, that's, that just brought a smile to my face. I mean, I'm, I actually, I heard a, I guess, I don't know if it was a DNC, the uh, Democratic National Committee, um phone call i don't know it wasn't anything confirmed anything that's why i didn't post it anywhere but i i don't know if it's true or not i, <laughs> I kind of i hope it's true <laughs> that someone got a recording a, a actual recording not me playing the baby crying but an actual recording of democrats reacting in in real time to justice kennedy announcing his retirement and the <laughs> how they were like, oh no. Like, I mean, there was like crestfallen. I mean, it was just, they, oh man, it, it, it just, it was like the world was coming to an end on that little, it was just like 30 seconds, but it was, it was a sweet 30 seconds. And I, I will, I've been trying to find it. Hopefully I'll find it before tomorrow, uh, before the day's over, actually. Um, and we'll post that because just hearing that, it kind of reminded me of, I forgot the guys. I think uh, I forgot the guy's name that was um in the HBO. Uh, he was in the HBO on um, special and they were just showing him how sad he was after Hillary, <laughs> after Hillary lost. And it, and it really just dawned on him that, you know, President Trump is, you know, Donald Trump won the election and how sad he was. He was just sitting outside, just didn't know how to, he couldn't even express himself. <laughs> Uh, it was kind of like that, you know, and speaking of Hillary, before we get into the interview, I did one thing I want to mention, you know, it, it, not only was this a fun day, a happy day, a humorous day, it's also a day to reflect a little bit because once again, I am so happy so glad that Hillary Clinton, Hillary, Hillary Clinton is not the president. I cannot only imagine. Think about it. Just, I mean, look, just think about it. It's not like anything's going to change if you think about it for a second. Just imagine right quick. Just, just close your eyes and just imagine if Hillary was the president already. Think about who she would have already appointed in place of, you know, it wouldn't be Neil Gorsuch. It probably would have been, uh, what's the name? Merrick, Merrick Garland, probably, because he was already supposed to be um, the one coming up. But, you know, uh, President Trump came in and he he um, he got Neil Gorsuch in. So think about who Hillary would have brought in already. And now this news would have came out. And then she would have appointed another liberal. <laughs> and then who knows? I, it wouldn't be surprising by now. If Hillary was in in office, Ginsburg probably would have um retired by now, probably just because she you know she feels it's in good hands now, so she can she she can finally get this load off her shoulders. She can finally get off the bench, <laughs> and yeah, so she probably would have had at this point be at three instead of where we at now with Trump at two. It probably been three because Ginsburg probably would have left two. Or at least going to in the in the next you know year or two, and think about where that where we would have been for years to come 
even after she would have been out of the presidency, those judge, uh, those justices would have still been there and where we would be at as a country. So that's <laughs> it just is days like this. And I'm like, man, I'm so glad she's not president. I mean, <laughs> oh, man, I'll tell you this. Ooh, talking about dodging the bullet. <laughs> it's just about the Supreme Court by itself. Even if other things we may not agree with, or I might not agree with as far as um with with the president on some things, but just on this <laughs> on this issue alone with the Supreme Court, that was that should have been a, a very compelling reason. I mean, that was the reason for me at least to vote for President Trump back then, and it definitely feels like it's paying off now just in that sense. But like I said, we don't even know who's going to nominate. We're going to go down that process. I guess pretty soon. So, Hey, we let's, let's get ready and see who he's, who he nominates. And then also let's get ready for whoever is nominated to be eviscerated by the, by the media for anything they, that they ever done. I'll tell you one thing, whoever they, um, they plan to to nominate uh, whoever it is i'm pretty sure i hope they already got their you know, affairs in order their background is you know they got it if they got anything that they've done i'm i hope they they're they're ready to answer the questions about it because i'm <laughs> i'm guaranteed as soon as that name comes out they they're going to they're going to go through that background with a fine tooth comb i'm telling you, they're gonna they're gonna find every little discretion you ever done in your life <laughs> i mean if if you have woke up on the wrong side of the bed at five years old i don't know i'm just trying i mean i mean if you looked at someone sideways as a as a baby maybe i mean i guess i'm thinking about baby because because i play that baby sound but um i mean anything any little any little thing I hope you, uh, yeah, I just hope you're ready for whoever you are because <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to come because now they are definitely in a panic because they, <laughs> if they can stop, I mean, I'm pretty sure going to try to stop whoever, um, that's going to be coming down, down the line and they're, yeah, they are at, I guess in their case, well, like DefCon one, how uh, how's the scale go? Like the highest is DefCon one, I think. Ah, okay, again, you, you you're going off on tangent. Anyway, let's let's hear a word from how. You no, know, this is a good time to hear a word from our friends with the Founder Project. Hello, Hello Trend Chat listeners. listeners. If you like the Founding Projects civics education video series civics for all ages and our educational meme series we think you will love our new website join us at thefoundingproject.com and be a part of the civics movement the founding project is a 501c3 education nonprofit please join us today this is trend chat okay all right all right, I think I think we're settled in now. So let's um, get to our interview with Rob Bluey. Like I said, he is the vice president of communication with the Heritage Foundation and also editor in chief of the Daily Signal. And 
I, I, I don't know how many people are listening right now who are familiar with the with the Daily Signal. Uh, I'll bring that up in the interview. But um, so he'll, he'll tell you about it. I'm hoping some of y'all know about the Daily Signal. Um, you know, I'm I definitely like, you know, everything that they're doing. But um, so without further ado, here's our interview with Rob. Hello, this is Trent Chat. And um, in the past couple of months, Facebook has brought in uh, some organizations to kind of do a political bias review. And one of those organizations is the Heritage Foundation. And I've been wanting to bring someone on to give us, a, I guess, some more details on it. Today we have Rob Bluey, who is the Vice President of Communications and the Editor-in-Chief at the Daily Signal with us. So how you doing, Rob? Doing well, Brian. How about you? Doing well, doing well. So, yeah, so, well, first, it's a political bias review. So I guess kind of tell us what that all entails. Yeah, so what uh, Facebook had announced, and this was uh, in early May after much of the controversy that, that the American people saw play out before before their eyes when Mark Zuckerberg testified before Congress, is that he is going to do a review, and it's not just with conservatives. They're doing this with civil rights groups as well, but they're taking a look to see if there are problems inherent in the way Facebook treats these different uh, populations. And so when it comes to conservatives, of which obviously I am one, uh, they're looking at to see if Facebook has uh, in ways suppressed or censored content on the platform unfairly to conservatives, uh, either because there were uh, human operators working at Facebook. Uh, as we know back from the 2016 incident with the trending topics feature, there were some contractors that Facebook was working with who alleged that they would make decisions not to promote certain types of stories that might favor conservatives because of their own personal bias. And then the other thing Facebook is doing in this review is looking to see if there are some things in its own culture that perhaps uh, it needs to examine. For instance, it comes from Silicon Valley is, as we know it, very liberal uh, in the the views that its people have. Uh, Facebook is a company that's located there with its headquarters. Uh, might not have as many conservative viewpoints represented within the company, and that could lead to some uh, sort of bias, and uh, in some cases, bias by omission, because you simply aren't exposed or hearing those particular points of view. Now that it's been a couple of months since this um, all came out, I mean, is there anything, I guess, to update as far as what's been going on so far? Yes. And so what uh, Facebook has decided to do is to hire former Senator John Kyle at the law firm of Covington and Burling. He's a former Republican senator from Arizona, and they've hired him to conduct an investigation or an audit independent of the company and to reach his own conclusions. And what Senator Kyle is planning to do is to deliver the uh, results to Facebook and in in many cases, I think, hopefully, uh, change some of the behavior if uh, he points out that it needs to be done. In the course of what Senator Kyle is investigating, he's really seeking out conservatives and uh, people who have experienced problems on the platform that are specifically tied to the type of bias that we've been talking about. So there are times when Facebook will remove content, but it might not be for any political reason. It might simply be because uh, you violated the copyright or the terms of service at Facebook. It might not be because somebody was intentionally trying to suppress a political point of view. And so what Senator Kyle is trying to do is figure out and differentiate if there are those cases that exist. And I, I think that we've 
clearly seem that there are, um, and point those out to Facebook and figure out what a long-term solution might be. Um, in addition to doing the review of the conservative bias, as I mentioned, they're also looking and working with civil rights groups. Uh, to see if there are other concerns on the other side of the spectrum uh, that uh, pertain to them specifically. I'm uh, not, obviously not as, uh, as uh, well-versed in, in those um, particular complaints, but, uh, but I think that it's encouraging, Brian, to see Facebook take the step to really do the kind of investigation that I think is warranted uh, to examine what, um, what has clearly become a, an issue of national concern to the point where Congress felt it necessary to call Mark Zuckerberg to testify. Now, how long is the audit? I mean, is there like an estimate as far as how long it will take for everything to come through? My understanding is that it would take a few months. So I uh, believe that they're currently in the interviewing process, uh, talking to different parties who uh, have experienced some of these problems and probably obviously collecting and putting that in together together into a report. We have no idea if the, the audit will ever be publicly released. Um, obviously, Facebook is a private company. They're not obligated to do this. I think it would be encouraging to have some sort of at least executive summary to know what uh, Senator Kyle concluded in his uh, investigation. Uh, but it's ultimately up to Facebook to decide what it wants to, to do. In the meantime, I think there are things that are going on independent of, of what Senator Kyle is doing at Facebook. And that is, uh, that's Facebook simply going out and engaging with people on, uh, on a range of issues, whether it's the policy issues that they might be confronting in Washington. Look, uh, liberals in Washington have made it clear that they want to impose greater regulation uh, on Facebook uh, through the form of political advertising and perhaps even their algorithm, controlling how the algorithm would work. Of course, that would really uh, you know, significantly alter the course of events uh, for Facebook. And then there's uh, the steps that Facebook itself has taken, I think, under political pressure, imposing new transparency measures on the site, which have, I think, in many cases, offended people across the political spectrum, not just conservatives. Yeah, I know, especially for me personally on Facebook, if I want to, you know, even promote an episode of the of the podcast, now I have to to submit my information because a lot of the content is on politics. So I have to I have to basically submit information like I am a campaign, basically, <laughs> just to. Well, I'm yeah, Brian, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, this is, a, this is an issue that I am personally concerned about as well. Um, you mentioned that I, in addition to, to working at the Heritage Foundation, I'm the editor-in-chief of the Daily Signal. And the Daily Signal, like many news organizations, oftentimes will advertise uh, to promote our content just like you're doing, uh, just like the New York Times and the Washington Post are doing. Well, there's been a big move on the part of thousands of publishers in the United States uh, who have come together and said, look, when we are, these are news publishers, we, we should not be classified as political entities. And I think the same is true for, for nonprofit organizations that might be working on policy issues but aren't engaged in campaigns and elections and the traditional politics as we define it. Facebook has overly, uh, broadly defined politics, and it's, it's roped in everybody from you and me um, with uh, political campaigns for office. And there's very di different uh, types of people there who are operating in this space, and I think that Facebook probably needs to take a closer look. Well, they said that they're going to make an exemption for news publishers. I think they probably need to do the same for nonprofit organizations that, uh, that aren't engaged in campaigns and electoral politics. I mean, real quickly, I could just uh, mention one thing in particular. So if you want to advertise on Facebook now, especially if you have anything political, um, from what I from what I gathered from when I went through the process, if you talk about 
any any particular subject it considered political. So if you talk about abortion, it is automatically considered uh, political. If you talk, I mean, there's a bunch of like keywords that they had on a list that is you know that is not it's not the full list, but if you've mentioned any of these words, you are automatically considered a political ad and have to go through these steps to even advertise. Yes, that's absolutely correct, and I think it's, uh, as you said, uh, bringing in a lot of people who might be advertising on issues that really don't warrant the type of political label. When you see those ads on television that uh, are for a particular candidate and they have to have that disclaimer that, uh, you know, they they've endorsed this message and they paid for the ad. Uh, Facebook is essentially saying the same thing to pretty much anybody who wants to write about or advertise on any issue. And I think that those issue advocacy ads, which is what you're talking about, uh, vary uh, significantly from what a campaign ad is. And even the, the source of the, 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 the doing the advertising, uh, you might be trying to just simply promote or gain new subscribers for your podcast, and all of a sudden you find yourself imposed uh, on on you these uh, tremendous transparency requirements. And I'm all for transparency, but at the same time, I think again, Facebook in a rush to get this out uh, has probably over over broadly uh, defined it, and as a result, is uh, impacting a lot of different people. And that's why you've seen the news publishers, in particular, uh, launch such a fight against Facebook on this issue. This is Dana Lash, and you're listening to Trend Chat. Hello, this is Brian Bledsoe, host of Trend Chat, also contributor at Politichicks.com, here to tell you about the new book called Politichicks, A Clearing Call to Political Activism, with over 300 pages from contributors like myself, talking about topics such as education, social issues, health care, the Second Amendment, and, of course, activism. I encourage you all to check it out at Politichicks.com, and is also available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Politics and other stuff, maybe. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. If I'm not mistaken, I think I saw in a number of articles saying that so the, that the Heritage Foundation is are conducting meetings with Facebook. If, am I correct? We, we have. We've had, uh, we've had several meetings with uh, Facebook representatives. In fact, well beyond uh, what's happened so far in 2018, but we have convened a couple of uh, very uh, large coalition meetings of other conservative and libertarian groups to have conversations directly with Facebook about uh, some of the algorithm changes that they've made to talk about some of the policy issues that they're confronting here in Washington, D.C., and they've been productive. It's really helpful to uh, to have a seat at the table and to talk to some of the executives, uh, both who work in the Facebook's Washington office, but also from their, uh, their Silicon Valley headquarters. Okay. Well, hopefully whatever comes out with the audit and with what Heritage Foundation doing with Facebook, hopefully in the end it will have some more transparency and also just, you know, just basically be objective or at least as objective as possible. Um, well, I think that that's the ultimate goal, Brian, because, I mean, I think what you what, what I often hear is that for so many years, organizations on the right and, frankly, probably on the left as well have invested heavily in Facebook and growing an audience there because they see tremendous value. And for Facebook to begin limiting it, the reach of the content that these organizations post, um, you know, it's it's really created challenges because you're not, you you know you should have never expected it to be that way, and I would hope that organizations find alternative methods to communicate to their supporters. But Facebook, at the end of the day, uh, continues to be a, a great source of that. So I think that there's that balance. As a private company, they're certainly entitled to do 
what they want to do, and if they want to completely change the algorithm every month, then it's up to the users of the platform to figure out how, how best they can interact with it. Uh, for us, that's meant investing more heavily in video. It's also meant that we've made a bigger investment in trying to communicate directly to our audience through email. Um, and sometimes that's acquiring those emails through Facebook. So I think you just have to be creative, innovative in how you uh, use the platform. And at the end of the day, Brian, I think you need to remember that Facebook is a tremendous opportunity to communicate your message in a way that five, ten years ago, there would have been, it would have been impossible to reach the size audience that you can today on Facebook. And for conservatives in particular, it's given us an opportunity to reach more Americans when for decades conservatives were shut out of the media because they didn't have the type of support from uh, ABC, NBC, CBS, the New York Times, Washington Post to, to hear the message that conservatives were trying to get across simply because of the bias of those institutions. Yeah, and, you know, Daily Signal themselves, I mean, definitely uh, have a, a, a big presence on Facebook as well. Now, I know a lot of people that are listening, I'm pretty sure are familiar with Daily Signal, but just in case for those that are not Tell everyone about the Daily Signal and also the podcast that um, that y'all do. Yes, and we uh, we did launch the Daily Signal in 2014 to do exactly what you were describing. I mean, we really wanted to take our message directly to the American people. So the Heritage Foundation has existed for 45 years and in many cases has interacted with the media for, for much of that time in very innovative and creative ways, including having townhall.com here for a while, creator syndicate, uh, policy Review, which was, a, which was a quarterly journal. And the Daily Signal was really that latest iteration of it uh, applied to, the, you know, circa 2014 as to, to how we could best communicate. And, and the way we do that, Brian, is we try to find human stories, personal stories, and put a human face on policy issues so the American people can better understand how the policies that are being debated here in Washington affect their real lives. We also try to do investigative reporting, and we bring you commentary and analysis on the day's news from Heritage Foundation experts. And as part of that, uh, you are absolutely correct. We, we have a podcast, the daily podcast. It's called The Daily Signal. You can find it on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And, uh, and our goal there is to bring the latest headlines and hopefully a uh, you know, provocative interview and uh, some other great content to listeners who might not be consuming it via text or might not want to watch a video. So I think that in today's media environment, you need to be really creative in what platforms you use and how you try to get that message across. Yeah, I mean, I know we're on my podcast now, but I'll tell you, I, I listen to all the podcasts as well, Daily Signal podcast. I listen to the other, the other podcasts as well on Heritage, from Heritage Foundation, like Mass Ave, SCOTUS 101. Uh, so I listen, to, I listen to all those podcasts. I think they're great. So, uh, well, thank you. thank you, and and look, it is it is uh, a constant challenge, as you know, Brian, to try to keep keep pace with uh, <laughs> with the amount of competition you have in terms of the people who are able to produce content. It is a remarkable time that we live in. The fact that so many people have access to uh, to be able to do that, and uh, it's uh, it's a challenge on a daily basis, but it's a lot. We have a lot of fun doing it. How can um how can people get in touch with you on Daily Signal and you on social media? Sure. Well. It, Follow the Daily Signal on, on Twitter and Facebook. I encourage them to do that. You can follow us at Daily Signal on Twitter and uh, Facebook.com slash the Daily Signal News. And uh, go to DailySignal.com and you can sign up for our daily email called the Morning Bell and we'll deliver in your inbox every morning, uh, you know, the latest news and commentary on, on the issues. For me personally, probably the best place to do that is on Twitter at Robert Bluey, B-L-U-E-Y is the last name. And, uh, 
thank you for the opportunity to chat today. This was great. Yeah, you know, thanks so much for your time. I hope we talk again soon. Excellent. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, but thanks to Rob for joining us. And, yeah, so um, as someone, I I didn't mention this in the interview, but um, as someone who has been in Facebook jail, as you call it, basically, you know, when it's um, when you're being suspended for you can, I guess you can be suspended for like a day, seven days, 30 days or whatever like that. I, I think I've been I've been locked out for 30 days on my Facebook account. Um, nothing on Twitter yet. <laughs> I'm not wishing for it to happen, but I mean, just it seems like it's just a, a matter of time. But, but yeah, yeah, someone who has been, I guess, I, I guess you can say, um, regulated or <laughs> whatever by by Facebook. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely hoping what the Heritage Foundation is doing would um would at least level the playing field at least. So now, you know, I, when I first um no ever since the hundredth episode. I kept saying I was going to like, you know, do more as far as at least saying where I'm at. And I know we're at the end now, but I still want to say we are in Freeport, Illinois. And we're that that's where we're broadcasting from today. And earlier today, we um you know, we yeah, had a had delivery in uh, Chicago, and, yeah. I, I mean, look, it, it wasn't like that. I mean, <laughs> I didn't have to worry about gunshots or anything. But <laughs> at well, not right then, at least. But uh, you know, let me just say, I got out of there safely. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't have to worry about gunplay. So, <laughs> and well, well, we're on our way to Kansas now. So. Just, you know, I guess kind of I guess I just want to just let y'all know cuz that's another aspect of trend chat is about, you know, being on the road. And I, I don't really have any story today. Nothing really happened other than the fact I went through Chicago, but like I said, you know, it wasn't none of that. So I I don't have a story about escaping <laughs> escaping, you know, gunshots or anything like that. So So that's it for this episode. Again, I appreciate you listening and like, share, subscribe, iTunes, go Google Play, Spreaker. Thanks to Spreaker for giving me the platform that we're on right now. And we're on iHeartRadio and, you know, wherever you get your podcast, I guess I'm just start just saying that, too, because um, yeah, we're we're in places that I don't even, I don't even know where at. But I know I definitely know it's iTunes, Google Play, Google Play, and um, what um, iHeartRadio, yo. So, yep, like it, share it, subscribe to it. Yes, let's let's continue this road to a million, a million plays, a million people listening to Trench Chat. Wow, that's that'll be awesome. But that's what we're on the road to, and you know how we get there. If you, dear listener, whoever you are, are liking, sharing, and subscribing, that's how it happens. And and when you do that, you know, that's what happens. I, 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 
I give you applause. That's what happens. So, <laughs> so until what? Well, hopefully, like I said earlier, hopefully we'll get someone. We'll talk about this whole thing with Supreme Court in more depth, I guess, um, to talk a little more about it next week. Hopefully, if not, it'll be me. <laughs> it'll be me and doing this, what we're doing right now. So, <laughs> so until next next week. Not whether Tuesday or Thursday, you know how it is. Tuesday or Thursday and or Thursday, who knows? We'll just we'll chat with you later next week. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Zero seven zero zero. Oh, now they need to see my birth certificate. Hmm. Honey, where do we keep the birth certificates? Why? Buying socks. Socks. I'll check upstairs. It's easy to be unsafe online. You're the best. Now it's easy to help protect yourself. Norton 360 with LifeLock gives you device security, a VPN for online privacy, and identity theft protection. All in one. Opt in to cyber safety. Save 25% or more off your first year at norton.com slash news.